You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. Mics are hot. We're going to let it breathe for just a second. We're going to let it breathe on this here September 11th, 20 years ago. was a really awful day. We're going to give a significant amount of respect and acknowledgement to that as well. But before we get into anything else, good evening. What's up, Broncos country? We are just one, what, 12 hours away almost, Lance? Like We're, we're one day. We're a yeah. night away. From regular season football, and the guy next to me, Lance Sanderson, you saw him last night. He's doing double duty, back-to-back, Friday and Saturday night, here on MHI. And Lance, I know you're pumped. I know you're ready for some football tomorrow, dude. Dude, it's like I said last night when we went live. It's it's been just such a great a great build up for me. Um, going from training camp, going into the preseason, now going into week one. I'm super stoked, guys. Like we're what it's it's six oh nine. We're less than twenty four hours away from the Broncos going live against the New York Giants up in MetLife Stadium up in New Jersey. I am super super stoked, especially today. Especially today, it's been a it's been a kind of a somber day. Sorry, we're going late today. That's kind of my fault. But uh, was enjoying the day, enjoying the the time with my family. Uh, was just throwing the football around with my son Jace in the front yard. Got some burgers on the on the grill and whatnot. Mm. So uh, excited to have some football coming back around to kind of distract us from what's going on today. Yeah, I mean it's a somber day. It's it's tough. It's a tough way to try to to get through today and navigate through football and regular life when regular life was disturbed for the entire world 20 years ago today. Yeah. Um, you know, we we lost so many heroes lives i'm still pissed off about it um but i'm so proud to be an american i'm so proud to be here with you and you are here with us tonight he's lance i'm yeah. luke this is mhi you can find us at mhi underscore pod on twitter this is the mile high insiders of course the mothership is twitter at mile high huddle I want you all to head over there go ahead and start following us now because we have the hottest broncos content out there there's no subscriptions there's no fees none of that funky stuff get on over to milehighhuddle.com we have got your back you want to go ahead and get some some gear you want to get yourself a dove valley deep diver hat uh mhi shirt a huddle up mug gator whatever you want to do get on over to the huddleuppod.com and get your swag on lance i can't tell you how many people from the MHH community, I saw out at training camp wearing our stuff, That's wearing wild. your podcast stuff, my podcast stuff, huddle up. Uh, just it was incredible. And guys coming up and gals, um, just it's uh, super humbling when we get to meet our family and our friends uh, here in the MHH community. And before we go any further, let's say what's up to some folks. Uh, because they're joining us here on this anniversary of 9-11. They are excited for football. They're excited for life. They're excited to be an American, and I want to kick it off. Joseph Anthony, how are you? God bless the United States, and God bless our Denver Broncos. Absolutely love it, Joseph. Thank you very much. Stu McPeak is in the house as well. What's going on, Stu? It's good to see you. I hope you and yours are well. And speaking of well, Lance, did you see Howie freaking day? winning that Von Miller jersey. I mean, yeah, that, 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 yeah, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, guys, last month we did a, a 500K giveaway, if you will, so to speak, for every star 
you are entered in a raffle to to win a Justin Simmons jersey this month. But here's the thing, guys. You got to get to – we have to, as a whole, get to 250,000 stars to get this Justin Simmons jersey. Now, things are going to be a little bit different from last month. So, basically, our Facebook stars are going to be included in this. And then our top five super chats – those super chat superstars of the month are going to be raffled off in this as well. Get in right now and get your chance to get a Justin Simmons jersey, uh, one of the best safeties in the NFL, if not the best. And we already have guys and gals in the house right now starting it off. Stu McPeak, what's up, brother? I see a king of the hill. Our guy, Michael Ronquillo, sitting right there at number two. Randy Jones at three. Shane Daniels, man, 2,900 stars already, and there he is, that that dang Howie freaking day coming for another jersey. He's already got a 58. Looks like he wants a 31. Uh, our guy Lawrence Rivera is also in the house. Simon right behind him, and then Travis Weber. Good to see you, Travis. Haven't seen you in a little bit. Our guy Gary Leeds Palmer still in the top 10, throwing down, and Andrew Baker. These guys have all got their stars in. These guys will all have a chance and an opportunity to get a Denver Broncos Justin Simmons jersey. If you want to do that, send some stars, send some super chats, throw some support, and get your hat in the ring. All right, Lance, here we go, baby. You're pulling it. You're pulling back-to-back shows. I know y'all talked a little bit of matchups last night. Um, I felt so good after watching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Cowboys game, that was just one of the best opening games I feel like we could have got as an NFL right, yeah. fan base. And it got me ready. It got me hyped. I'm thinking, oh, the Broncos are going to go in there and smash the Giants. Dude, today, I'm starting to feel, am I overconfident in, in this? I, I know I'm excited. I know I'm, you know, I, I got the coffee shakes and everything else, but I'm starting to get a little nervous now as time is creeping up. How are you feeling about the matchup? in general, with the Broncos and the Giants squaring off tomorrow? All right, well, first things first, I'm not going to spoil anything. If you guys missed Dove Valley Deep Divers last night, right at the tail end of the episode, I gave my score prediction. You can also find every single uh, Mile High Huddle insider uh, score prediction for the game at milehighhuddle.com with our our weekly roundtable piece. Go check that uh, check that out, guys. But to me, this game shouldn't be close. I mean, I'm, I'm super confident. Denver has a great roster. They're going up against a team that's really, really banged up. I mean, Evan Ingram's not going to play. Uh, Saquon Barkley is going to play, but it sounds like he could be potentially limited. Uh, Kenny Galladay has a groin injury. He's kind of fighting through. So offensively, the Giants, especially with Daniel Jones throwing the ball around the yard, like they're they're not looking great, and this Broncos defense should be able to feast on that Giants offense. I really do feel confident. Quite honestly, I do, because even though Noah Fant is kind of banged up there on the offensive side of the football for the Denver Broncos, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater seems to be able to you know, control the offense and get things into sync just a little bit. Cortland Sutton seems to be looking really good. Jerry Judy seems to be looking really good. KJ Hamler has flashed off in, in the preseason. Mm. And this offensive line seems to be coming around into nice form. Bobby Massey looks really a lot better than DeMar Dotson did last year. And obviously Garrett Bowles, my guy, got to pound the chest one more time about him being an all-pro last year. This Broncos yes. offense is going to feast against this Giants defense. And they're a good defense. Don't get me wrong. I don't think this game is going to be close, guys. I really don't. I think the I think the Broncos are going to walk away out of this with a blowout victory. I really do. Goosebumps, dude. You're giving me goosebumps, and I got to go back to your guy, Garrett Bulls, right? Because I've given you your due, man. I've given you your due. I, I called him a bust, and he's completely turned it around. So I'll give you your due there. But why? Oh, I don't want to curse. But why was he not named a team captain? 
Uh, this guy's been doing everything out there at training camp to try to lead this unit. He might not be the most traditional leader or have uh, the most polished set of uh, PR answers, but GB got up on the podium and he felt like he was a little, at least in my eyes, he got some shade thrown his way. Cause he's like, look, man, a lot of these other NFL teams have offensive linemen, at least one as a captain. And I'm sitting here as our pro bowl, you know, all pro Garrett Bowles and nothing. I mean, I just, I don't get it, man. I, I really don't get it. I understand they're going to prop up Vaughn. He's only here for one more year, but that kind of bothered me, man. It irked me because a lot of people gave G, GB a lot of flack this summer, I feel like, because he was pissed off in practice, but he should have been. Is someone cared? I mean, he was upset when interceptions were being thrown. Him and Chubb mixing it up. I've got no problem with any of that. I just wish GB could have got that C. I don't disagree with you on that, but still it does go back to what's going on in, in the practice room, what's going on in the in the film study room, what's going on in the classroom. But also it goes back to, you know, what happened in his past. Like he played three years of really bad football and he True. was always holding, uh, like always getting called for holding penalties. But then especially in the practice field, especially over this last uh, couple of weeks, the fights. The fights with Garrett, uh, with uh, with Bradley Chubb, um, showing obvious frustrations at you know Drew Locke throwing an interception in the red zone in that one practice. But still, I mean, if you're going to be a team captain, you have to be that mellow-minded guy, the guy that's going to calm everything down and and de-escalate situations when he's the guy at the forefront of escalating those situations. I mean, you're, like quite yeah, honestly, right. if, if you if if you're out there on the field and throwing punches and and fighting with your uh, with the opponent. How can you be a, a guy that's going to de-escalate a situation when you're at the forefront of it? So it to me that's Good that's point. kind of the biggest thing. So and I don't want to go into the hot takery deal. I think that there there is some you know some tempers flaring and stuff like that in practice. Uh, Bradley Chubb's still a very good player. Uh, we're we're hopefully going to see him a lot tomorrow. Um, and I mean Garrett Bowles being a good player, Bradley Chubb being a good player, they're they're dominating each other one on one. It's hot out there. It tempers start to flare. This is football we're talking about. It's not a sissy sport. Like let's let's mm. have some fun out here and. Uh, I, I mean, I, I get it to one point, but also at the other side, you've got to be that guy that can you know, calm down when emotions run hot and de-escalate a situation and not be the first guy to throw a punch. And to me, Garrett right. Bowles uh, being a guy that has always been highly emotional, especially about his performance and especially about guys that get into his face. It, he's the first guy to go jump in there and shove a guy away from another guy and break up a fight, but also instigate one. So Kind think, of a, a tricky, a tricky situation there. I think that's a really fair answer, Lance, and I like it. And I like the fight. You need a Garrett Bowles. You need a. Yeah. You need this team doesn't have enough fighters. I mean, we all remember the John Elway line of "We need kickers and screamers." Well, this team's got talent, and they've also got some attitude now. Something that I am absolutely pumped to see. But before we get out. <laughs> Before we go any further, I got to get this one. Shout out to Richie Incognito. That guy, can you believe he's still in the league, first of all? Uh, just freaking amazing. Let's get to some supers, Lance. Let's uh, let's open it up here to the chat line here. Richie Rich, I see you, buddy. Good to see you. Corey, Travis, how are you? Peter Middleton, what's going on, buddy? What's good? I hope uh, hope you and the family are doing well. Muhammad Badri's in the house. Hey, yo, I want to jump in really quick on Peter Middleton, who's joining us from Cambodia. That dude shows up Friday nights in Cambodia. It's like 5 o'clock mm -hmm. in the morning where he's at. He wakes up every single Friday and now on Saturday to come in and show his, his love and support for the Mile High Huddle community. Shout out to Peter again. 
That's absolutely awesome, man. Yeah, we got I had a I had a gentleman today giving us a shout out from Germany, all over the world. We got our guy Keith across the seas, James across the seas, uh Broncos country, man. It's it's deep. It's it's so deep. I absolutely love it. It, it adds to the theory of Broncos country is not well, not a theory, rather. It's our it's our flagship. It's something that we hang our hats on. Broncos country is not a geographical location. It is a state of being. He is Lance Sanderson. You can find him at Sanderson MHH. I'm Luke Patterson at Luke Patterson LP on Twitter. What's going on, Aaron Lynch? Good to see you. And bear with me, y'all, because I am doing this producing thing right now, and I am I- trying to do my best. So here we go. Seth Harmon. We're going to get this going, buddy. You're kicking us off. Thank you so much for your support. Seth, you just earned yourself uh, a raffle in that Justin Simmons jersey. Uh, how many touchdowns is Melvin Gordon getting? Uh Whew, I love that. I love that because Seth is coming in hot saying, look, we're about to run the ball and Javante Williams, he's going to be the starter. I understand that, but not yet. Melvin Gordon has looked great. I've been critical of Melvin his entire career. I could not speak higher of him in training camp, Lance. So uh, Seth knows he's going to score. How many touchdowns are we going to get from MG? Double digits. 12. Ooh. 12. Uh, so uh, against, against the Giants, he's, he's going to he's gonna probably punch one in. I, I don't want to guarantee that one, but that's that's a part of my 31 to 13 score breakdown for the Denver Broncos in that blowout victory against the Giants. But uh, Melvin Gordon, they're, they're going to lean on him a lot this year, guys. He is the clear cut running back one from all accounts in, in training camp. And Luke, you were you were there to see it. So if, if I'm wrong on that, please do feel free to correct me. But uh, Melvin Gordon looks fantastic. He looks healthy. He looks fresh. His legs are churning. He's running tough. He is doing a lot, uh, especially between the tackles, and they're getting him incorporated in the running game. But the biggest thing you've got to think about with Melvin Gordon is when things get close, when things get tight down in the red zone and the field gets shorter lengthwise than it does width-wise, that's where Melvin Gordon's going to do his best work because that dude has a nose for the end zone. Javante Williams does as well, but I think they're going to lean on uh, on the big vet, uh, the guy they're paying $8 million a year, to go and pound those touchdowns in the end zone, in the red zone specifically. I absolutely love it, man. The the ground and pounds. Pat Shermer has got to stay committed to that. Uh, it's, it's his best chance of getting him another head coaching job, if we're going to be honest. It's all about complimentary football. We hear Vic Fangio. Listen to him at the press conference tomorrow, Broncos country. Listen about in tag. How many times he says complimentary football? Uh, he's a defensive guy. That's what he cares about. That's what he knows. How do you do that? You run the football and let's keep it going because lance we've got a lot of eyes on us tonight and i appreciate y'all joining mhi he is lance i'm luke and we are getting ready for broncos versus giants tomorrow casey in the house with a 499 super thank you so much vaughn's only here for one more year uh yeah so that's kind of in response to something i said it's it's speculation on my end but i would say it's a uh, very popular theory uh, um, amongst experts and analysts alike that this is Vaughn's last rodeo, at least here in Denver. Now, since having son Valor, Vaughn has said that he would like to continue to play. And, you know, watching Tom Brady play, Vaughn's thinking, hey, I want to play a long time, too. Uh, what do you think is in the cards for Vaughn Miller's future with the Denver Broncos? Is this his final goodbye tour? Well, I, I don't want to jump on that bandwagon yet and say that this is his final, like like the final year uh, for him in Denver, but it is his final year of his contract. 
So, and, and George Payton already approached him about taking a pay cut. That was something that was widely published across Mile High Huddle and across multiple different platforms uh, in Denver media. Um, and he said no. And George Payton said, all right, well, we'll, you know, we'll just write it out. We'll pick up the option and we'll, we'll have you here on this last year of your deal. Now, where it goes after this season, it really depends on on his performance this year. I mean, he had a, a quote-unquote down year. I will say with a quote-unquote on that, uh, a down year in 2019 where he uh, only had like eight sacks. Bradley Chubb missed some time. But he was the number two finisher in the NFL in terms of pressures. And mm-hmm. his pass rush win rate was a top five figure as well. So a down year, yeah, he didn't get a whole lot of sacks and he didn't lead the league in sacks and he wasn't even where close to the top league in sacks but at the same time he was still very effective and he's still a very effective player in the running game and that's something that the Broncos desperately need right now especially in Vic Fangio's defense that relies on stopping the run creating long down and distance situations for his secondary to create some turnover uh, turnover worthy plays uh if Von Miller is going to come out this year coming off of that ankle injury he had last year we missed the entire season I would say if he gets over uh, 10 maybe 11 sacks something like that if I'm George Payton, I'm, you know what, let's give you another two-year deal, uh, you know, 15, 15, 16, $17 million because the new TV deal is going to kick in. The salary cap is going to hike up. That's quality money for Von Miller. Stay here for another two years, finish out your career in Denver. I would love that to be the, the, final, end, the final end game for Von Miller in a Denver Broncos uniform. That remains to be unseen. That remains to be seen, man. It's going to be tough because decisions need to be made about yeah. some contracts coming up here for some young guys that are young, but they're no longer rookies. You know, we're talking Cortland Sutton, of course. Dalton Reisner is going to be coming up. Uh, you mm-hmm. got to figure out what you're going to do with Bradley Chubb. You got to figure out what you're going to do with your inside linebackers. I mean, talk about making a commitment. Uh, they like Alexander Johnson and Josie Jewell. They don't love them. <laughs> they really like the upside of your guy that we were going back and forth on. Justin's <laughs> Bernard, man. Absolutely oh, loved him in training camp, too. Just absolutely one of those guys that is a football playing Jesse. And speaking of football playing Jesse, our guy Mo is up in the house. What's up, Mo? Good to see you. Muhammad Badri with the $5 super saying the smooth killer and the king. Is that your nickname? The king? You be king? Not- you the king? I'm not sure if I'm the king, but you know what? I'm I I don't even know if I'm a football priest, but at least I'm a cardinal or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> there we go. We got to take a shot at those huddle up boys when we can, <laughs> guys. Hey, be sure to check it out. The huddle up pod will be on tomorrow, reacting to the game. So as soon as the game ends, flip on over to this channel, YouTube, subscribe, like, and share, and get over with those huddle up boys. Chad and Zach will be taking you through. Um, we're talking Von Miller for a second here, and I can't but. Can't help but wonder and throw a little bit of shade at uh, the Buffs, Colorado Buffs that got beat today by Von Miller's team. Um, you know, I'm more of a CSU guy, but it's it's one of those things where Von Miller's going to be facing a former Buff that we know well, that he yeah, knows well, in yeah, Nate yeah. Solder. Mm-hmm. Nate Solder did not play last year. It's going to be interesting to see him back in the lineup. What do you project happening in that matchup between Nate Solder uh a, a player that Von Miller has gone against for years in New England, and now he's in the twilight aspect of his career. Not the player he once was, but if we're being honest, neither is Von. So what do we expect out of this matchup? I expect a long day for Nate, if I'm going to be honest, man, because although I get asked all the time, how'd Von look in training camp? How'd Von look in training camp? I didn't notice him. You know why? Because Von can wreck Every single practice, I think he has to like kind of put the leash on himself a little bit and not just wreck every right tackle that he's ever played against. So 
Nate Solder, Vaughn Miller, what do you think of that matchup? Who's going to get the better of one another? Man, it, it goes back to something that your boy Mark Schlera said on uh, 104.3 The Fan the other day when he was out in uh, – he was actually – he wasn't out there in Minnesota, but he was talking to some coaches in Minnesota about what uh, Von Miller was able to do out there in those joint practices a couple of weeks ago. And those Minnesota coaches ranted and raved about him, about how he was looking like the 2015 Von Miller. And, again, mm. we all know how that ended – and Von Miller, you know, was the Super Bowl MVP that season. So if that's the kind of Von Miller we're looking at this year where he's refreshed, his legs are fresh, uh, it sounds like he didn't he's not quite as bulky as he was last year, but he's still looking uh still looking really, really strong, really stout. He has that bend, that dip, that speed, that burst off the line of scrimmage. Um for Nate Solder, you're missing an entire year of football as well, but he has already seen that decline. When he was in uh, New England, he was already starting to see that decline at left tackle. They switched him over to the right side. Uh, Andrew Thomas on the left side now. Um, and Nate Solder, missing a year of football, already on the decline. I think Von Miller's going to destroy him. Yeah. Von Miller's going to get two sacks and a strip sack, by the way. Ooh, dang. There's those turnovers that the Denver defense has got to get. Um, I, I'm logging. I see a lot of folks saying, look, we're going to, we're going to pick off that, that guy out there, some guy named Daniel Jones. Uh, I, yeah, I think this is a perfect opportunity to get an interception. If you're Justin Simmons, if you're a PS two in your very first game and you want to get a game ball, how's that for a hot take prediction? Um, yeah. I'm not worried about this right. kid not being on the depth chart as the starter, Lance. I'm not, you know, as well as I know, uh, Vic Fangio will tell you ad nauseum that these nickel and dime packages are becoming the base defense here. So, just because he's not starting on the depth chart, nobody freak out, nobody panic. You'll see plenty of PS2. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we, we actually got kind of asked this question yesterday on the Dove Valley Deep Divers podcast about is Pat Sertan going to play the first snap defensively? And to me, it, it, it you can't really give a, a, a definitive answer to that just because of most, of, most often, especially with Vic Fangio and, and, and all across the NFL – your defensive personnel is dictated by the offensive personnel. What are the first guys coming out off in the rotation? And there is, so when the offense is coming onto the field, you have spotters up in the stands. They're looking saying, all right, they're sending out three wide receivers, one running back, sort of 11 personnel. Um, we need to be in nickel or we need to be in dime in this certain down and distance situation. So it doesn't necessarily matter if Pat Sertan is the first guy, the first cornerback on the field, not even in the slot. Uh, as, as a, a, an off-ball linebacker or a safety, kind of a, that star role that he looks, or even out on the boundary, it really doesn't matter because he's going to still see a lot of a lot of snaps on that defensive side of the football for the Broncos. So uh, I can't answer if he's going to be a, a true starter, but he's going to play, I would guess, 55 to maybe 60% of the snaps this season, like quite honestly, okay. because Vic Fangio already knows we're playing five, six defensive backs at any given down and distance situation. So – and Pat Sertan at cornerback four, he's going to be one of the first guys that comes on the field. Well, and he's a damn good tackler. And oh, yeah. that, Vic Fangio, he needs that. I mean, especially when you're a corner. So everybody, I'm just like you, Ryan Broncos fan. I get caught up in some of the hype sometimes too. So I get caught up when Champ Bailey says, man, I really like this kid. I think I see shades of myself here. I get caught up in that. But you know what? I remember the tackler. That Champ Bailey was too. Something that I feel like is very uh, missed in his game because he was such a freak athlete in the air and snagging down balls and locking down receivers. Champ Bailey was a smart tackler. He put himself in the position to wrap up and, and roll, wrap up and roll. And he was one of the best perimeter corners of all time. And speaking of the goats, one of the best of all times, Stu McPeak in here with a very special super chat. Zeus. Uh, 
Yeah, there you go. In remembrance of my fallen co-workers on the two United flights. Oh, wow. I will never forget. Let's go, Broncos. Uh, thoughts and prayers uh, speak for Lance, certainly, when I express that, Stu. I'm, uh, you know, it gives me goosebumps, man. Um, let's talk about that for a little bit. Where where were you, Lance, 20 years ago today? When And how old were you? You know, like, we all remember where we were. And we will never forget, but obviously, Stu, uh, thoughts and prayers. Where where were you 20 years ago today when, when that dreadful um, series of events unturned? I was actually riding the bus to school that day. I was uh, in fifth grade in Mrs. Marker's fifth grade class. And when I got to school, um, they, we as kids, you don't know you're outside playing. And when you walk inside, you can kind of just sense that there's not necessarily something right. And uh, we had we had classes scheduled all day, um, typical fifth grade day, you know, and uh, Mrs. Marker came out and she sat us down because we always started the day with a reading. She would read us a couple chapters in a book and we would all kind of get settled down and ready for the day. And instead of bringing a book out, she brought a TV out and she plugged it into the wall and uh, then plugged it into another outlet in the wall. And we watched the news for four hours. And I, at the time, I didn't necessarily know exactly what was going on, but you could tell that it wasn't the, it wasn't a good situation. Um, and then to see her sitting in the corner with her hand over her mouth for literally hours, we, we did not move. We did not touch the TV, did not. And she sat there the entire time, um, with her hand over her mouth. And, um, then they, they let us go home at about noon. And when I got home, my mom was there and, uh, it was, she just gave us all big gigantic hugs and, and told us how much she loved us and that she was so thankful for us to be able to come home safe that day. Um, and then for, for months after when we finally figured out and knew what was going on, I mean, we'd be outside playing and you see a plane fly over your head and you just, you, you were scared. Like you were yeah. always scared. You were, you, you, you just didn't know if something else was going to happen. And, I, I, I'll never forget. I'll, I will, everyone says I'll never forget. We we will never forget. And I will always, always, always remember that day. And like I said today, before we came live, I, I had a moment with my family. I had a moment with my son. Um, I had a, a, a personal moment there for a minute as well, where just, just watching the New York Mets and the New York Giants, the pregame and, and watching that, I, I went to the kitchen and I cried. I like this, mm-hmm. this day means so much to me, um, so much to this country. And I, I hope that people understand that this is, this is a very, a very serious, somber day. And I hope that everyone reflects and, and loves on their families because you never know if it's going to be another one like this. I really appreciate you sharing that personal story. And and we don't do that here on our shows. We're, you know, we, we run through the numbers, we write, we podcast, we fight like cats and dogs on social media, but there are bigger things than a me flapping my gums, especially when I see one of our guys here losing, um, members of his family, his friends and family. Uh, I grew up a firefighter's son. My dad's a chief. And then I worked in the fire department for a little bit too. 9-11 was one of the biggest reasons I joined the fire department. I've done the stair climbs, packed up. Um, it's a really important day for me and my family, as it is for everybody as well. And, you know, just it's, it's awful. 403 first responders were killed. 
343 firefighters, 37 Port Authority police officers, and 23 New York City police officers. A lot of times, I know, especially in the fire department realm, we get caught up in the 343. There's so many more lives were lost than just the 403 first responders. But respect, thank you for your service to everybody in the military, all the men and women around the world. Uh, I know Lance and I greatly appreciate love, respect, and we need you. That being said, the Broncos and the Giants played that same week. Lance, how weird is that? Eddie Mack broke his right, leg. Right, right? Yeah. It comes full. It all comes full circle in this Yo, bizarre way. Um, so I was actually listening to uh, 850K away the other day at uh, Colorado Morning News, and they had a uh, a young man. I can't remember his name. Michael Bocci, I think is what his name was, wrote a book called Sway, uh, the memoirs of a – um, a child of a, a loved one that lost their life in the 9 11 uh, in the 9 11 accident and uh, um, mm. it was it was it was just crazy to hear the stories and um, to to hear the way that it affected his life after everything that happened and uh, man I, I lost my train of thought there because I, I, I still get choked up I still get well yeah and you have a especially when you're a parent right your dad just like me and yeah. like most of our folks are, are men and women too on this channel they're their parents as well and Aaron Lynch weighing in here he had attended that Broncos game on September 10 2001 I woke up the next morning to my family huddled around the TV yeah that's that's what it was never forget wow Aaron um that is and, and that's that's the point that he was trying to make was that 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 late night game um in New York there was there was who knows how many people that called in sick late to work that were supposed to be at the World Trade Center that stayed up to watch the Giants beat the Broncos um that that day and they never actually got there like and those people mm. you know um the those people have a burden that maybe we will never even understand you know like that that right. could have been them that could have been that could have been anybody but sure. uh and it still can. And that's the thing. Like, and it still can't. This the the war on hate is not over. That's why we have got to try to be the light in the darkness. We have got to rally around each other. We've got to pick each other up. And that's something we always try to promote here at MHH, especially in our community. I know you do it. I do it. All of our guys and gals do it all over across the board. We're all about lifting each other up. We're not putting anybody down. If you guys are putting somebody down, I'm kicking you off the chat. It's as simple as that. <laughs> so let's get back to the chat real quick. We're talking oh, some matchups. Um, hold on, hold on, real quick. I want to grab this really fast before it disappears. It. I got Chris Hernandez on a four, uh, a five dollar super sticker. Nothing oh, to say, just showing some love. Can't show the sticker. Unfortunately, we don't got a producer behind the scenes. But Chris, <laughs> thank you, and also, and also, we appreciate your service, man. You what a 20, 21 year veteran. Uh, in wow. the, yeah, so uh, Chris you. is Chris has been uh, has served this country and and understands a big part of what this day is. So thank you, Chris, for for all of your service and thank you for your support. Yeah, that's uh, wow. Thank you, Chris. That's absolutely amazing. Good to see you, man. I haven't seen you in a little bit. It's good to see some right. familiar. It's good to see some familiar names pop up. Lance, you said it best. Today, today's a somber day. Today's a day of remembering. Today's a day of celebrating your loved ones. Tomorrow should be a day of unification. One day, guys. Let's have one day where we unite. Whether that be rejoicing in football, rejoicing in being an American, rejoicing in our freedoms, rejoicing in your family. Be together tomorrow. Be good. And let's watch some football. Yes, Speaking sir. Football. Oh, dude, I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. All right. You're talking up our offensive line and I'm there with you. 
Uh, Von Miller's like, dude, this is the best offensive line I've, I've seen in a long time. I'm right there with you. I completely agree. I like Lloyd Cushenberry's upside a lot. I think he's significantly improved. Um, Graham Glasgow, okay, I think he's probably one of the weaker points on the team right now. But if he's one of the weaker points, I'll take it. What do you see from the interior defensive line? Because I know you guys talk Giants last night, so talked a little bit about defense. Um, man. Dalton Reisner is going to have his hands full. <laughs> Lloyd Cushenberry is going to have his hands full. The interior defensive line for New York is no joke, just like the secondary. Do you see the protection issues and having problems, you know, protecting Teddy Bridgewater? So we, we talked a, bit, a lot about it. It was one of the key matchups that uh, Eric had uh, on Dove Valley Deep Divers last night was uh, Leonard Williams versus Lloyd Cushenberry specifically because Leonard Williams is arguably one of the strongest interior defensive linemen in the NFL, if not the strongest, uh, other than Aaron Donald. Like, quite honestly, this dude is a game wrecker. He's great in the running game. He's great in the passing game. He lines up in multiple different fronts. He can play that one tech. He can play the three tech. He can play a little bit of the five tech as well, though that's not necessarily his greatest strong strong suit but his best strong suit is quite literally using strength and converting speed to power like that guy is a monster and if you all know how critical we were of Lloyd Cushenberry last year for his lack of functional strength especially in the running game and and also as a pass protector Leonard Williams is going to wreck him if he hasn't actually improved upon that that functional strength Lloyd Cushenberry versus Leonard Williams is one of the biggest key matchups to watch man well, and he's going to have to have some help. He's going to have to have Dalton Reisner slide to him. Yep. He's going to have to have Glasgow high do, uh, slide to him. God forbid there's such penetrate. You say Aaron Donald, and I, you know, piddle in my pants a little bit already if I'm an offense. Uh, if there's that interior nosebleed, you're going to have to have running backs start chipping. You're going to have to start running some power eyes. You will see Andrew Beck as that traditional F. Um, but this is where we run the football, something we talked about. How, what's the best way to get around it? You got to go right at him. <laughs> if we're going to be honest, man. You got to go right at him. You got two different dynamics running backs in Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. Uh, you cannot just get caught up in the 10, 11 personnel, Pat Shermer, of Teddy Bridgewater, five-step drop, three-step drop. We can't be doing that against this New York Giants team. They're, they're going to get after this Broncos offensive line. It doesn't mean the Broncos offensive line is awful either because I hear you. New York, they're the, the Giants, right? They've won, what, I think it's 18 wins the last four years. Broncos don't have many more either, but this Giants team is not to be slept on, especially in that first game. I'm looking forward to seeing where the energy, uh, where the energy is really focused at for that Broncos offensive line. So – that being said, guys, he is Lance Anderson at Sanderson MHH. I'm Luke Patterson at Luke Patterson LP on Twitter. You're joining the Mile High Insiders. Lance doing back-to-back -back duty for me tonight. He had Dove Valley Deep Divers last night joining me tonight. And we're heading up kind of on our last segment here, and i like to open it up a little bit to the chat line. Uh, Donald weighing in real quick saying, look, guys, I remember uh, some, some real awful, ugly visuals on those days. We all do. And Lance, before the, the show started, just to kind of peek behind the, the curtain, you had talked about describing the events of the day to your son. I did the same thing with my daughter today mm -hmm. and all, all without going to YouTube, right? It was kind of, we're going in the car. We're going to flag football, by the way, by the way, on the way to flag football. And when I got there, I'm seeing Broncos jerseys all over something I haven't seen in four years, Lance. I wow, mean, this okay. this town is starting to rally. This town is excited. I think they're done with the quarterback battle. People can be whatever is whatever. But 
I think Broncos country is starting to get up for this game. I think they're starting to get up for this team. They see the talent. They see the potential, that dirty word. Um, but that's a welcome sight, man. It's a sight for sore eyes to see orange around again in the Mile High City. Yeah, it's quite honestly, it's the most excited I've been for a, a Broncos football season in the last five years. Um, we, I mean, I, the Vance Joseph era, we all know how that worked. I mean, we're back, but uh, uh, <laughs> best uh, drop ever, dude. Uh, I love it. I love it so much. But uh, no, this this roster is built very well. They're uh, they're very deep, especially at the cornerback position. The offensive line looks like they're they're finally rounding into form. Regardless of the quarterback situation, I think that this team can win ten games. I really do. I think that they're playoff bound. I like the, wow. the defense of the defense alone. Um, Vic Fangio might have some gaps as far as a head coach goes, but there's there's enough talent here. Um, so long as they don't have, you know, 32 total turnovers and lead the league in, in turning the football over and have the worst turnover differential in the NFL like they did last season. I mean, there's there's a lot to like here. And it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that the Broncos country starting to rally around this team like they're they're going to be good. They are really going to be a very good football team. They're going to surprise a lot of people this year. Ooh, they damn well better be because if they're not, a lot of folks are going to be without a job. And we'll get to our picks at the end of the show. Um, I was going to say, uh, Corwin, Corwin Robinson dropped some stars here asking what the score prediction is. I already have mine uh, earlier right. in the show. All right, let's but, spit it. Spit it. Oh, right, tell me. You, you want to you get it? I, yeah, I just wanted it. to show him some love for th- showing some stars. Give it but, to like me I right said, now. Like I said at the onset of the show, man, I don't think this game's going to be close. I really don't. I think that the Broncos are going to dominate the New York Giants. Front, front, back, side to side, they're going to get after Daniel Jones. That offensive line looks terrible, uh, especially on the inside. They, they're, they're missing Shane Lemieux. They're, uh, they're starting. I think he's left guard. They're moving Will Hernandez from right side to the left side, inserting a name that I don't even recognize. Um, Andrew Thomas was terrible at the left tackle position last year, and he's not getting any better from the sound of it. Nate Solders, an old man, he wasn't even expected to win the job. In fact, there were there was a lot of talk about him getting cut. Like they were going to start Matt Pert, the uh, second-year player out of UConn, I believe is where he was from at, uh, at the right tackle position, but he couldn't even beat out Nate Solder. So this offensive line is in double-duty trouble, man. I tell you what, Von Miller is going to wreck this game. He's going to have two sacks and a strip sack. Pat Sertan is going to pick off uh, uh, Daniel Jones uh, very early in the game. He's going to take that for six. Denver is going to win this game in a rout, 31-13. to 13. Book it Whoa. here. Whoa, uh, 31 to 13, man. I, you know, I'm opening this to the chat line because they know when was the last time the Broncos scored above 30 points? I like they've historically for like the last four or five years, I think been hovering around 16, 17 points. Um, I love it. I love the optimism, but you know what we haven't talked about? And it's the last segment of the show and it's bizarre. The quarterback. How's Teddy Bridgewater going to play? I think he's going to play lights out. I really do. Uh, lights out doesn't mean he's going to be throwing 80-yard bombs to K.J. Hamler. Look for the dink and dunk. Sometimes that's okay, especially if your primary bread and butter is going to be running the game. It's all about third and short, getting into those manageable positions if you're Pat Shermer. How do you manage the game? Well, it's all about the clock. It's all about momentum. It's about keeping your defense fresh. You want to feast on Daniel Jones? Keep Vaughn Miller rested keep him happy and folks don't sleep on Malik Reed I don't know what Bradley Chubb's workload is gonna look like I expect he'll play but I think his snap count is obviously going to be limited um but Noah Fant I think he's gonna play he's gonna surprise some folks out there uh don't sleep 
at all. I know I love Albert O, but this team likes Saubert, Lance. They really like oh, yeah. Eric Saubert. It's uh, we're coming out of Drake, I think. Like I saw this yeah. guy at training camp, and I'm thinking, who's this guy spiking the ball on Justin Simmons on the first day of pads right now? Like probably not the smartest thing to do. I don't know if you're going to make the team. And then out of nowhere, here he comes, man. He's he's that Y tight end. Um, I would look for him to get a little bit of run. But here's something I'm worried about. Special teams, brother. Special teams. Mm. It's something Tom McMahon is like one of the most vilified folks in this state right now. And it's it's tough, man. It's really tough. If you don't have a, a special teams unit that is worth their salt, you're going to be picked apart. And it only takes one play for a returner, as you know, to break one. Something we will have to see. Um, I'm going to get my pick in real quick before we finish up with some supers. I got the Broncos winning this 27 to 13. Um, overall, we just released a, as a staff, we released a record, um, a season predictions, if you will. And then we also did our round table. You can find that at milehighhuddle.com where Lance wrote a paragraph. I wrote a paragraph, Chad, everybody, uh, Eric, Nick, everybody got their, their two cents in. But for me, um, Vic Fangio's defense is going to stamp at, uh, I do expect them to give up a touchdown. I mean, Come on, this is the NFL here. We might be able to, you know, punk the Giants a little bit here, but they they still this grown man ball, just like you said. I mean, these guys have all made it into the NFL. If their defense can feast, it's going to give their offense a lot of a lot of spark, a lot of hope, a lot of opportunity. I don't know if Daniel Jones like runs one in on some weird freaky play, um, but overall. I love your optimism. I do. I just don't trust this team yet. I got to see it. I've got them going eight and nine right now. Um, I know I've got them going eight and nine. I, it's just so tough for me, Lance, to not have an owner, to not have a head coach who's got his stamp on the offense and to not have that quarterback resolution. And I love, I love Teddy. I love it. Guys, don't worry. You're going to see Drew Locke start this year by hook or by crook. We promise you. I promise you. I'm not going to speak for you, Lance, but I promise you we'll see Drew Locke this year. Oh, no, Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Drew Locke's going to start eventually at some point, and it's probably going to be because Teddy Bridgewater is injured, quite honestly. Because if mm-hmm. if if uh, if Teddy Bridgewater is playing well and as well as everyone wants to hate on him for what he did last year, but you got to understand, guys, he had a terrible offensive line. He had no tight end. He lost Christian McCaffrey, the the best weapon on that team, and he still had two 1,000 yard receivers in uh, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. The guy spreads the football around, and he knows what he's doing. Like yes. quite honestly, like and he's, he's, he's a solid quarterback. Let's just be honest here. He's a solid quarterback. He's not great. He's not flashy. He doesn't do the, the, the most, the, like the greatest things. He went five and zero with the new Orleans saints with a roster built very, very similarly to what the Broncos have right now has a plethora of weapons, a solid offensive line and a good running game with two guys that can tote the rock. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's the, the way that Drew Locke's going to play is if Teddy Bridgewater literally falls flat on his face or he gets hurt, which is likely. So we're going to see Drew Locke eventually, probably around week 12. Well, ooh, ooh, week 12. Mark it down. I like that. I think that's fair because that's right off the bye week, right? Week 11 is yeah. the bye. Uh-huh. Very, there he is. See, I know what you're doing there. I know how you work, Lance. I like it. That's a very smart take. I, I think something that could be very realistic. And here's the thing, too, before we get to you, Kevin, Matt Rule is a bum. Okay. I said it right yeah. here on these airwaves. He's a bum. I, I, got, to, I got to talk to him, be around his staff. Wait, 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 wait. You were one of the guys that was touting him for his energy at the senior bowl and the way that he orchestrated his practices. Explain yourself, please. On the, I'm calling you Matt out. Rule. I'm calling you no, out. No, no, no. 
Uh-uh. No, uh that wasn't Matt Rule. No way. That was Flores, homie. Oh, was, okay. So I got it wrong. That was Flores. Yeah. Yeah. See? You got to My you bad. Gotta, My bad. Put, I, I, put your responsible respect on this name. It, it, it was your boy Cecil Lammy. It was your boy Cecil Lammy that was telling right. Matt Rule. Hey, hey, you got No, I know he's not a fan of Matt Rule either, but hey, you know, maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's some KOA versus the fan thing. By the way, I will tell you guys this too. We might fight. We might fight on Twitter, all of us, KOA guys, fan guys, me, you, everybody. We're all a bunch of we're all a bunch of just NFL guys that just keyboard we're keyboard warriors on Twitter. We're at the bars having beers every night down there in Mobile. Uh, so for what it's worth, just like we're talking about 9-11, all the things that matter. Uh, we love the energy. We love to get into some prison matches, if you will. But it's all fun and games at the end of the day. Kevin Peterson coming in here with a $5 super. We're going to get some uh, last supers in here and get y'all on your way. Let's go, fellas. 31-9 blowout. Broncos win, praying for good special teams play. Ain't worried about the other side. Man, Kevin is coming in there feeling your optimism too, Lance, saying, hey, dude, it's a blowout. 31 to 9. Whoo, I would love that. I mean, when is the last time something like that ever happened to the Denver Broncos? It's been years. So I I gotta agree with Kevin here, and I agree with you as well. With uh, Tom McMahon, how does that guy still have a job? Like, I, I don't understand his comments the other day about uh, getting KJ Hamler out there returning kicks saying, oh, you're going to see a lot of surprises this year. Like, what, what is, did that, what that mean? What, exactly. What does that mean? <laughs> like, uh, um, put your best players out there. If you want to score, if you're, if you're using a punt return as a scoring play, you put your best players out there to score the football. And shout out to Tyler Plumas for hearing that one, by the way. But uh, no, it, it's absolutely correct. It, like, what are you what are you doing? It, it, your coverage units are terrible right now. It, you have the most the, the the highest lack of discipline I've seen uh, watching professional football. In fact, my son, who just played a football game to, uh, today, and they won sixteen to fourteen. By the way, shout out to the River and uh, the the Riverton Middle School Middle School Spartans for for uh, for Spartans. actually putting a beat down for putting a beat down on Powell. Uh, but uh, no, I, I, I like I've seen bad disciplined football, and those eighth graders they had better disciplined football and special teams than the Broncos do right now, and that's a that's saying something. Ooh. Tom McMahon really has to uh, to figure it out. He's got a lot of depth players. Caden Stearns, that's my dude. I'm telling you, Caden Stearns is going to be a rock star on the special teams unit. All four core special teams units. Caden Stearns is going to be a starter on that. He's going to be a rotational player this year on the on the uh, as a safety as well. But you've got the players now, Tom. Figure it out and go figure out a way to stop these big returns, and he hasn't done so so far in the preseason. So, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, man. I know Vegas has Fangio is the odds-on favorite right now, five to one. I think last time I checked, right to get fired. Um, I wonder who the assistant. Yeah, <laughs> the first assistant coach to go has got to be Tom McMahon, because uh, yeah, it's it's been tough. Uh, Duke coming in the house. What's up, Duke? Five dollars super. Appreciate you so much. Denver wins tomorrow. Broncos country is feeling energized. Uh, they're they're ready for some football, dude. It's been such a long off season, man. I mean, with the current circumstances of our world, I feel like the off season has gotten even longer. Uh, you and I, it's always been okay because we cover the draft. We dive super deep into everything uh, draft-related scouting, so we don't really ever have an off-season. But meaningful football is back, man. I'm so tired of watching cut-ups. I'm so tired of watching the same stuff. I want to see something new. So Tom McMahon going to give me a little something-something, then give me a little something-something and put some put some respect on that man's name because I, I just don't see – anything going his way um, unless the special teams absolutely 
uh, bails him out. It's going to be tough. Dylan Von Arks, I want to give you a shout out. Dylan's always working really hard for us here at MHH too. He helps a lot. He's a huge member of our community. Um, yeah. Appreciate Appreciate everything you do, Dylan. I hope you and your family are well on this anniversary of 9-11. And uh, I hope you guys have awesome plans for tomorrow for football. And, hey, shout out to one of our own. Did you see Ken Booker's out there in New yeah, York? Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah, on Twitter, yeah. man. I seen him like, man, that guy, he's like, I, I flew in. He was skydiving in Hawaii one week. And now he's like over there in New York getting ready for the game. Like that dude, man, is living life to the fullest. Respect to Ken, another one of our service members here on our MHH yep. staff. So uh, if you're going to be out there tomorrow, you might see Ken Booker. I know we saw a few folks in the chat line saying, I'm going to be at the game tomorrow. I'm like, dude. Yeah, I saw one as well, yeah. Look out for Ken. Look out for Ken Booker and go say what's up to him, man. Go say what's up. Uh, we do have – some special stuff coming down the pike here at MHH guys. Uh, September is going to be a really cool month, especially that home opener on September 19th. Uh, little something, little, yeah, a little something, something is going to be happening more to come on that in, in uh, future days. Let's wrap this up. Tie a big red bow on it. Stu McPeak is coming in here. Dude, Stu has been killing it. Stu, I think you're coming for that Justin Simmons jersey. You're Justin Simmons guy, aren't you, Stu? I can feel it, man. I can feel that 31 jersey. He wants it bad. Coaching is the most th is the biggest thing that I'm worried about with the Broncos. It's an awesome team. Not so good coaching, especially special teams. Special teams lost the game for the Cowboys. Stu, man. You are absolutely right. They lost the game for, for the Cowboys. What it was the missed PAT and then the two missed field goals. Oh man. It, well, it wasn't it wasn't just two missed field goals. I mean, one of them was a 60 yarder at the end of the half, which I, I mean I don't blame at the time I didn't he almost, blame. He almost he, made it. Like I don't blame the decision. Like they're they're I think they were what down down or up one or down two. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I know that the, the Cowboys were gonna walk out of the out of the, the half with the lead and they were getting the football back to go into the second half. Like they were, they were in the game closing, closing moments of the first half. Why not try it? If you miss it. Okay. They kneel, they, they kneel down on it. You're down two. If you hit it, you're up one and you get the football back. Like, why not? Like the, the biggest thing to me, and I, I drafted Greg Zerline two days before this, 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 <laughs> uh, in fantasy football, I drafted him two days before this. He missed a 31 yarder and then hit the upright on an extra point. And that was the biggest reason why the, the Cowboys lost that. And I also, uh, am now down in my fantasy football because of oh. that. So. <laughs> Damn, dude. Damn. Travis Weber coming in. Great show tonight, guys. We're starting to tie it up here. I wanted to wanted to grab this one real quick because this is a really good question. What's up, Jay? I see Jay in the chat as well. I haven't seen you in a bit, brother. I hope you're well. Um, Savage Boy Kev coming in. What do you guys think about the Broncos being predicted to go 11-6 and six and securing the sixth seed in the playoffs? Well, Savage Boy, my guy Lance, pretty much hit that one on the, on the nose. If you missed it, you can find it on this podcast for the Mile High Insiders. Um, Lance loves it, man. Lance loves the talent. Lance yes, loves the overall team aspect, the way the direction of the team is going. It can go there. I'm not saying it can't. I've got I'm, – I'm probably a little bit more pessimistic right now. That's kind of how I live life, right? Like my wife is the eternal optimist. I'm the pessimist just – that's how as how it goes, man. Sometimes you just get opposites attract, right? So you got to have somebody that's positive, someone that's kind of not. I don't want to say I'm negative, but like I keep it real, like the kids do, keeping it real. But we're getting some comments in here, man. We need to do this more often. Great show, guys. It's nice to see everybody mixing it up a little bit. Um, yeah, man, it's fun. It's one of the things that we're able to do here at MHH, man. When when guys and gals step out, we're able to. 
uh, step in for him. And I'm su- I'm super thankful to have you on tonight, Lance. It's a hey. super special day, and like I was super pumped, man, because you're a salt of the earth. You're good, man, Lance. You're I, we razz each other, but you're a good man. You're a salt of the earth, man. Uh, you raise your. I know how important your family is to you. I know how important loyalty is to you, just like it is to me, man. So, like, it was really important to do this show with you on nine eleven, and I appreciate you bearing your 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 heart and your soul, and and kind of telling, um, speaking from your heart. You know, where were you on nine eleven, and and what that meant to you? And it was so great to see our community reach out. And if anything tonight, we could be a little bit of a distraction, or we could bring awareness to something like that. And it was just an absolute honor, man. I, I appreciate it so much. Yeah. Hey, thank you for having me. And uh, like I said, again, er, uh, apologies for being a little bit late today, guys. That was definitely my fault, but I was having some time with my family tonight. Uh, but no, Luke, I, as always, man, I'm, I'm always one of the first guys to jump in there and say, hey, I, I'll throw my hat in the ring really fast and uh, be, just be able to go and talk some football and get away from Eric for a minute. Like I drive. No, I'm just playing. Uh, he's a teddy bear, guys. He's, he's great. He's one of my best friends. He's, in fact, he's going to be at my wedding here soon. And we're going to see you guys here very soon at the end of September, by the way. Uh, yeah, so just a little shout out there. You all know what's going on if you paid attention to the Dove Valley Deep Divers. If you paid attention to the Huddle podcast. Luke, you going to be there? Uh, does a bear, you know what, in the woods? Of course I'm going to be there, man. Of course <laughs> I'm going to be there, dude. I got, I'm already, dude, I've been blowing Chad up with all kinds of ideas. He's, he's telling me we got a bunch of special stuff for our MHH community. Broncos country show up that Jets game. That very first game is at the September 18th or 19th. It's the 26th actually. Oh 26th, man, yeah. I'm way off. Yeah, no, we'll be in Jackson. Don't go to Jacksonville guys. Um, yeah, September 26th, MHH. We're going to be having an awesome, awesome party, tailgate party for, the very first home opener and we want to see everybody out there you don't know who man we got some some big names coming out there from the mhh airwaves and i'm super excited to see everybody and get things going and uh yeah man i'm just look football's back baby football is back i'm gonna be up at the crack of dawn tomorrow morning dude do you have a ritual do you have a ritual on on on, because i get up early before my wife before my kid just on game days because i love to sleep in when i can but you know, I don't have to work tomorrow until the Broncos play. I want to enjoy myself a little in the morning for those early games, right? What do you, what's your morning look like in the Sanderson household for the very first Broncos game of the year? So it, it, this is actually going to paint a bad light on me, but uh, typically, <laughs> so no, this is great. This is a great story here. So uh, I actually wear the, the same pants the same undershirt and my throwback 1994 John Elway jersey to every single Broncos game. Does not matter which if it's home away, does not matter. I wear the same exact pants, uh, shirt and underwear, by the way, and uh, and jersey to every game. The night before, which is tonight, obviously, uh, I will pr- sit here and proceed to drink probably oh about half a case of beer or so. Rough. No, I'm just playing. Uh, I, I will I will have uh, several adult beverages, um, and then I wake up first thing in the morning. I uh, eat a bagel with cream cheese and have a screwdriver before anyone wakes up. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, My this is a real thing. This real, I, I wake up, have a screwdriver or a Bloody Mary first thing in the morning. I sit down, I watch Red Zone all day, wearing wearing my same, uh, like first thing in the morning, uh, get dressed, have a screwdriver, sit there, watch football all day, and then uh, proceed to sit down and watch the Broncos game. So I'm, I'm excited. That's my game day ritual. Luke, what you got for me? Oh, man, I'm going to get up early, man. I'm going to get up early, and I'm I'm totally the get-off-my-lawn guy, literally. So I'm going to go out. I manually water my, my front yard. I'm that guy. I don't need a sprinkler. You should see it. It's immaculate, by the way. 
Um, <laughs> I just, I'm that guy. I don't know why, man. I hit like, I hit 30 and then things just, things are different now. I probably, I'm just in love with my lawn. So I'm out there watering the lawn. I'm going to have the dog out there. Uh, I'm going to be chilling sipping on my coffee. I'm going to have, you know, red zone fired up, man. And I'm just going to enjoy the morning games before we have to get to work because, uh, yeah, Broncos, man, I'm so excited. It's, we're going to see some new stuff, some new film, some new players. Uh, it, it's, one of the best times of the year, man. So I cannot wait, but guys, this is going to wrap it up. Hey, I real quick, Lance, we got to make sure, you know, I'm, I'm, I know Lance, Lance washes them, Richie. All right. He washes them. But my question, <laughs> my question though, you're a tall guy, you're a tall yep. guy, Lance. So how's that, how's that Jersey still fit? Like, cause you're tall dude. I mean, it's it's gotta be like a crop top now, like Zeke, right? Or no, or, no, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a double XL Broncos away. Jer- uh, John Elway away Jersey with the orange and blue sleeves. It's, Ooh. it's, yeah, it's, it's crispy, it, but it's, it's, it's old. It is old. I've had this Jersey for over a decade now. And as many Broncos games that it has seen has also seen some things fall on top of it. And, uh, <laughs> I won't. I won't necessarily discuss the the condition of the jersey. However, it is clean every single week. It is clean. Um, if they win in a spectacular fashion, I just hang the jersey up. I wash all the rest of it, but the jersey is the overshirt. So uh, I, that, I do have that superstition. I was that guy in baseball where you don't wash your socks, and I it was, we're never going back to that. <laughs> Some things you just can't recover from. Uh, unwashed no. socks are definitely one of them. Uh, you know, and what's funny, too, is like my dogs will know it's football season tomorrow because I'll be screaming at the TV. Uh, oh, yeah. for, for good or for, for better or worse, man, like my Husky is just going to be gone she hates it uh she she doesn't understand what's going on my kid has sadly accepted it uh you know my wife understands what's going on and i'm coaching flag football now so if any of y'all have flag football tips i know you're coaching your kids and i think you're in tackle football though Uh, i'm trying to learn this flag football game guys i'm coaching eight-year-olds and uh not quite sure what i'm doing so if you got any tips hit me up at luke patterson lp you know trick plays Trick plays in flag football, reverses and 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 pitchbacks and stuff like that. Okay. That is the key to flag football because everyone runs one way and then you have one person run the other way and they're gone. Well, and here's something else. So I've got my daughter on, right? And she's got a cannon of an arm. She's a lefty too, though. And I'm right here. Oh, really? okay. so yeah. So it's been bizarre trying to teach her stuff, you know, like left-handed. Um, but we've got three girls. Girls and women in football are just on the rise, man. And like, I know y'all see those videos of girls cutting dudes up in flag football, dude, man. So if you got girls out there and they are interested in football, get them signed up. It's no longer just a boys' sport. Hell, look at GM George Payton, uh, Broncos Brass, the scouting unit. They are putting a huge emphasis on not only winning, but winning with the right people, regardless on if they are men or women. So that's going to wrap it up for today's show. Respect 9-11. We remember. We will never forget. Um, Guys, get it, Lance, at Sanderson MHH. Get it, me, at Luke Patterson LP. Get on over to the mothership at Mile High Huddle. Be sure to get on Twitter for the at MHI underscore pod, uh, thehuddleuppod.com. That's where you can go ahead and get your swag on, grab yourself a Dove Valley Deep Divers hat, an MHI. Yeah, gosh, dang, man, you're just swagged out. Uh, get yourself an MHI shirt, MHI hat, anything you need, man. There's, there's stuff for your lady there's stuff for your man there's something for your kid there get it going and uh dude i had a blast man it always goes super fast if you're on facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle be sure to subscribe like and share click those little thumbs up guys and do not forget we're trying to get to uh what is it five hundred thousand? 
Is that uh, two two hundred fifty thousand? I'll take this one here. Two hundred fifty thousand. Right. Uh, two hundred fifty thousand stars on Facebook, guys, is going to get you uh, entered into a, a drawing, a raffle at the end of the month for a Justin Simmons jersey, guys. We're, we did a, a giveaway last month. Five hundred thousand was the goal last month. We ran we ran through August, got into September before we did it. Howie freaking day over there on Facebook is the one that walked away with that Von Miller jersey. But uh, this month we're doing two hundred fifty thousand stars for a Justin Simmons jersey, and also to our YouTube. Community community because they were not entered into the last giveaway. Uh, top five Super Chat superstars of the month are going to be entered into the raffle as well. We're going to do a giveaway for uh, the Facebook community and also the YouTube community. So guys, make sure every single show you guys get in with your Super Chats, get in with your star donations. Make sure you guys comment to us as well. Join the conversation over at milehighhuddle.com. And yeah, Luke, that's, that's pretty much the spiel there. Hell yeah, man. Get on over to milehighhuddle.com tomorrow, guys. We're going to have all kinds of content up. Get on the YouTube channel, Huddle Up Boys. We'll be taking you through. I don't know if they're doing a pre-kickoff. I know they're doing a post-kickoff. So get on over to this channel. And guys, football is back, baby. Football is back. Enjoy your time. Enjoy each other. Be good and go Broncos.